Well, hello and welcome to Work Well with Stephanie Wolf, brought to you by the Whole Food Health Coach LLC, where we make your goals our goals and you're never alone on your wellness journey. Experience the information, inspiration, and collaboration of our Coach in Your Corner partnership. My name is Stephanie Wolf. I'm a national board certified health and wellness coach and proud owner of the Whole Food Health Coach, now in its ninth year and five time winner of the Best of Gwinnett award in endocrinology, diabetes, and metabolism practices. Rachel, Sherry, and I invite you to visit wholefoodhealthcoach.com to set up your 60-minute healthy living assessment. Our award-winning three-phase program is changing lives. Work Well is brought to you weekly and is dedicated to your personal and professional health and wellness. I offer examples from my own life, health, marriage, family, and business. I share my research, my opinion, and my faith designed to bring you compelling content, engaging challenges, and practical body, soul, and spirit support on your wellness journey. WorkWell comes to you from my personal desire to live long and strong with passion and purpose. Die of old age, help others to do the same. So from living rooms to boardrooms here on Business Radio X, you are listening to Work Well with Stephanie Wolf. Okay, let's do this. I love to start with a funny. Today's funny is called Doing Nothing. A crow was sitting in a tree doing nothing all day. A small rabbit saw the crow and asked him, Can I also sit like you and do nothing all day long? The crow answered, Sure, why not? So the rabbit sat on the ground below the crow and rested. All of a sudden, a fox appeared, jumped on the rabbit, and ate it. The moral of the story, to be sitting and doing nothing, you must be sitting very, very high up. (laughs) Okay, well, if you've been listening to this podcast, you know that every week I seek to offer you some information and inspiration. I love to encourage you to challenge yourself, change something, improve something, let go of something, pick up something, start something, restart something. And I love that we did that. Beginning in January, we talked about new beginnings, February heart health, March, we talked about your marriage, the marvelous marriage marathon month with my husband, Jack. In April, we did some spring cleaning. In May, we focused on women's health. In June, we focused on men's health. In July, aging gracefully for my birthday. And in August, we just finished personal development, leaning on the back to school theme. And this month, we are falling forward. So for the month of September, Happy fall, y'all. So this month, we're going to fall forward. Our theme is going to be based on self-care. And today, going to work well. So go to work well, play well with others, fit forward. That's some of the things that you're going to hear about this month. And in honor of Labor Day, I put away all of my white jeans, white pants, white shirts. I even changed out my eye watch and brought the blue, the navy blue out. So happy uh, Labor Day to all of you in the workforce across America. And I'm super excited to be sharing this particular topic with you today. I'm pretty passionate about it. So forgive me, I'm just going to disclaim it right now. I'm pretty passionate about getting um, well, staying well and going to work well. So I call this work well by going to work well. So how do you get ready for work? How do you prepare? I guess I probably know how you prepare physically, shower, shave, makeup, lotion, hair, teeth brushed. Uh, Maybe you eat the breakfast of champions or something approved by your health coach. But there are a lot of other things that go into play as far as getting to work and especially going to work well. So how can we prepare mentally 
and emotionally for our day. So do you take time to do what I call the on-ramp at the beginning of your day and the off-ramp at the end of your day? I teach my clients that a lot. So if you don't, maybe today's message can help just a little bit. But let's start with mentally. So the alarm wakes me up to mostly it's a piano music. Um, I enjoy that versus the clanging of an alarm that starts my day in a panic. So there's your first tip, you know, to pick uh, some music that can wake you up uh, softly waking. And so while my brain is waking up to meet the day, I tell myself um, what day of the week it is and the date. I kind of just go through that. My mental uh, state in the morning is always today is Thursday. And, um, And then I mentally work through my list of duties for the day, maybe some of the appointments that are on my schedule. I plan for maybe the evening or dinner just in my mind before I actually even get out of it. And then emotionally, a lot of times we try to meet the day, um, you know, just and we can be pretty discouraged, I suppose, sometimes about the day. But I try to greet the day with a smile and tell myself something positive about the day. Like, today is going to be great. I'm going to be sharing a message with my listeners about self-care. And I love, yesterday was great, but today is going to be so amazing that it'll make yesterday jealous. And then physically, I stretch my muscles, drink a bit of water from the glass that I place by my bedside um, before I go to bed every night. I dress for my workout, put on my eye watch, hit the fitness button, and head downstairs for my workout, to my workout room. So I watch uh, a little bit of news down there, listen to music while I'm on the treadmill or the elliptical, or sometimes on the elliptical I can travel to exotic places and follow my trainer wherever they are going. And about 60 minutes later, I come back upstairs, turn on the coffee machine, and hit the shower. Uh, A lot of times just tell Google to play some Toby Mac or a third day or casting crowns while I'm getting dressed. And then I pack and kind of plan out my lunch, grab my gear and make the long journey from my kitchen to my home office. Never getting in the car. My poor car doesn't get driven very much. And, um, you know, most of you probably have a long drive uh, and don't have that benefit of working from home. I used to. And when I did, I know I would kiss the hubs goodbye, longingly peering into his eyes, lamenting the hours that we would be apart and make my way towards Atlanta I-85, six to eight lanes of traffic and on-ramps and off-ramps. So before I know it, you know, especially for those of you that are making this journey, we might need to refocus our emotional and mental preparation all over again because it can be hard to maintain some of that, um, the stress level, lower stress level if you're in traffic. So stress level rises and it can take a lot out of us even before our workday begins. So physically, I just want to arrive alive. Most of us feel that way. And um, it is work sometimes just to get to work if you live in a, a high traffic city. And I feel for you, really do, that those of you that have to take that uh, trip every day, five days a week. I just walk from my room to my other room, and there's a lot less traffic, but I remember it well when I used to have to make that journey. And I want you to know that I care. That's why I wanted to start there with our Work Well thoughts for this particular podcast. 
So what can you do to make the journey less stressful? Well, self-care can bring joy to your journey if you want and if you're focused on that. So you could listen to Laugh USA, clean comedy, or listen to upbeat 60s Beach Boys music or beach music in general. And of course, um, you could listen to your favorite uplifting podcast, Work Well with Stephanie Wolf, for example, and or anything motivational that will lift up your spirits because that's the whole focus of this thought. And um, maybe it can prepare you to have a more blessed and more positive day. I would suggest that probably like news channels um, mostly are not going to give you that calm and peaceful, easy feeling that I'm talking about. So spend some time thinking about how you want to spend that 30 minutes or 45 minutes or two hours, however long it takes you to get from your home to your place of business. So during our country's um, health environment a few years ago, Ago, the company that I was contracted with required some added measures to assure the safety of the workplace, and I really appreciated that. There were a few more steps added to our physical preparation before we could clock in to work for the day. So the company instituted a well check. Um, it was it was called daily well check, I think. And it was an app um, that you would have to work through, and it was a pre-work check-in. And I thought it was pretty amazing, actually. It was quick and efficient, uh, as apps tend to be, and simply welcomed me, actually, by name, which I really enjoyed. It said, hi, Stephanie, how are you feeling today? And super sweet of you to ask, I'd say. And then I'd answer three brief check-in questions. No, I'm not experiencing any of those. Nope, none of those either. No to the last all-important question. And with that, I'd get a green light and I could show up for work. So the amazing thing about uh, this morning check-in was that it made me grateful for my health, first of all. Um, It also made me grateful for a company that cared about me as an employee, as well as those that I was to serve. And the daily well check, I think, actually helped me to um, maintain that mental and emotional preparation or make some mental and emotional preparation as well as my physical preparation uh, to work well. Uh, So to me, it was a win-win-win. I really appreciated their care for our well-being and the safety measures they put in place for us. In fact, I found them so valuable that I created my own version of my check-in with myself uh, daily and keeping it, um, you know, with my mental health. Uh, And I've helped a lot of others to do the same, just asking yourself some questions and digging in uh, to how you're feeling, what's your temperature for that day, how's your heart rate, is it racing, Um, can you slow down enough to take a minute and just really appreciate being well and being healthy, and any other questions like that that you might want to ask yourself. But workers come into work when they are knowingly sick, Um, To me, it has never really been an admirable trait in my book, but some people feel that it leaves a great impression to show up for work sniffling and blowing and sneezing and coughing, as if it somehow proves that they're tough or and nothing can keep me down. Um, however, it may leave an impression that the rest of the office would rather they not leave at the office. Uh, and even bosses working with them wouldn't see it probably as a hero move. So especially during cold and flu season, which we are you know, entering um, at this point in um, fall. 
So pay attention to that. But most of us got a new appreciation for taking care of ourselves and each other during that phase of our um, existence. But most of us are not cavalier these days, maybe like we used to be. But a very real challenge uh, may be for those faithful, diligent employees who value their responsibility to the job they do. And I appreciate that. So I'm not, um, I'm not disparaging that. But those who have important duties sometimes that only they can perform will go to work sick and so it you know so as not to inconvenience others on their team or hold up progress or process that depends on them and that, that's so thoughtful or is it so the saddest cases in my opinion were those who must show up no matter how sick they are because if they don't work they don't eat so those who pay you know, um, requires their presence, you know, their paycheck requires their presence, sick or well. And um, so their mind, you know, they just, they just decide they're going to go because not going is not an option. It's a necessity. So today in our current, you know, climate and certain health crisis and any of those kind of challenges kind of weighs on me because there are a lot of people that live under this pressure. And there were several, even during that time, young mothers, you know, or where two, um, you know, people have to carry the load for the financial household. And I certainly remember that because I remember that pressure on me as a young mother of two working nights at Taco Bell. (laughs) I'm sorry for possibly sneezing on your burrito back in 1973 because that was just not we just went to work and so I used to say I can't afford to be sick but these days we really cannot afford to go to work sick one may you know affect us but the other may certainly affect many and many companies policies offer a certain amount of sick days and that's awesome because that's a great benefit and you can take them uh, to take care of yourself and still be paid. So I love that there are companies that have that benefit and very much appreciated of course by those um, those days off can go pretty fast though. In fact if you're a single parent or like I said where two incomes are a necessity these beneficial sick days often are not used on your own sickness. It might be used on your child's because when they're not well, then they can't go to school and then you have to stay home with them. So it kind of brings me to another challenge and that of daycares and their policies for picking up your sick children. Those hardships are very real and you shouldn't have to choose between taking care of yourself, your children or your customers in this and you know the employers that are expecting you to work for them. But family first, I understand that those things have to happen. And um, the questions are many and the answers really aren't that simple. And this is only the physical side of the challenges that I'm bringing out right now. But what about the mental health challenges? Can we take time off work? How often uh, we show up physically, but mentally and emotionally, we're sick. And no one can see what's happening on the inside. No sneezing or wheezing, no nausea or vomiting, no runny nose or fever. But what if there was a daily well check for your mental health? There probably is an app for that. But for those of you who are app creators, um, go for that one. And uh, Or if you're listening and you just create a little checklist for yourself, not a bad idea, right? 
So there's a real balance here. Just because we feel overwhelmed or discouraged or sad or don't like our job or we have issues at home, it's not the kind of mental unwellness that I'm talking about here. So you can't just take off work for any, um, any little thing. But what I'm talking about is your mental and emotional health. And really, you know I'm all about prevention. So if we could prevent, and um, I believe we can, we can prevent and prepare and provide for our own mental health and wellness as much as we can, um, and really start to practice our own self-care. Because that's, that's the total word is self care. So it is my responsibility to do my part. There's certainly other parts out there. The medical world is a blessing. And of course, our companies and the things that we do and that they offer. But also, it really is our responsibility. And, uh, you know, when I talk about that responsibility, it's a two-way street. So the employer and employees are both responsible. So the bottom line is the bottom line is the bottom line for both sides. I'm not sure I could say that again. So hopefully you got that. But we work because we need the money to pay our bills, to buy our groceries, put gas in our car, kids' sports, medical needs that aren't covered, and hopefully save for vacations or kids' college. So our livelihood is connected to us going to work. So the bottom line is, if we don't work, we don't get paid. So some, you know, really the same is true for employers, though. We work, you know, those employers that we work for, the bottom line is if if we don't show up, our jobs um, don't get done or our jobs don't get done well and the work doesn't get done and then they don't get paid. They have to close their doors or they can't provide the services that and the products that they promise to their employer or to their um, uh, those they serve. And then, you know, this is why I do corporate wellness programs for companies because it kind of helps, uh, not kind of, it actually helps save both bottom lines, that of the employee and that of the employer because both need the income to be able to do what they do. So how do I do that? Well, I do it by focusing on the physical, mental, and emotional well-being of executives, sales staff, accounting, warehouse customer service, you name it, if there's anywhere in the company, um, that company depends on those employees showing up and showing up to work well. So smart employers offer wellness programs, but most take more of a willy-nilly approach to events that are sparsely attended um, with little or no return on investment. And that's where I come in because I do believe there's a better way to do that. Um, But again, the willy-nilly approach is better than nothing or having staff that care about it enough to bring programs and all of those things to other staff. That's great too. And some of the companies actually utilize a speaker from the company that, you know, that their health insurance is the provider or the government staff person from the county extension office or something like that. And again, I'm not knocking those things, but what really works and what there's enough um, statistics out there and data out there uh, to support is that uh, 
an inspired, fun, certified health and wellness coach can really make a difference. And part of it is the consistency that we offer as well. When they, when the companies that I work with see me come and they know certain things about our foundation, they will talk about all the things that they're learning and they're working on it instead of just one-offs, you know, this thought or that topic, um, this speaker or that speaker. So I love when I have that relationship um, with my um, clients that are corporate world um, because I love those wellness programs that they offer and I really do respect those companies who provide that for their employees. So those that do employ us, Whole Food Health Coach, are the companies that um, see the greatest impact on their bottom line. I'm just going to be honest. You can do the other things, but if you're interested in that bottom line, then there are some things that you can focus on that will give you better results. So um, I think right now there are well over 200 scientific studies that indicate the positive return on investment of workplace wellness programs that like the ones that we provide. Services that I offer, that we offer, for continued investment in the employee makes the employee feel good. It makes the employee feel valued. Um, it might include a lunch and learn here or there. It might be individual coaching. Some of my companies allow uh, for a certain number of coaching hours with any with me. And of course, I provide online classes, but also webinars. Sometimes they ask for a specific topic that they want me to discuss or they want their, um, their employees to hear because maybe that's a topic that the company employees have been asking for. But I provide that science-based content for the company. And sometimes it's a hybrid approach where it might be partially in-person, partially webinar, and you know in-person classes as well. But the options are only limited by your imagination and maybe your budget. So the company I worked for during the pandemic um, actually kept my calendar very full um, with employees seeking time with me as a coach and, and us coaches who supported that company. It was a very large company. And I tell you, the fact is that that company didn't miss a beat. When others were failing, complaining, losing workers, or laying off employees, or closing their doors, our clients were dropping their A1C numbers, blood pressure, cholesterol, and weight, and were increasing their fitness and their feel-good health benefits of their mental and emotional health. So they felt valued by their employers, and they showed up day after day, whether it was virtually for the one whole year, um, but I worked for them and was uh, um, a part of that contract labor for three, almost three years actually. So, but what I know is that those people that I worked with felt supported. They felt cared for. They could share anything with me. It was all safe and secure uh, between them and me and they felt valued. So happy, healthy employees are the backbone of happy, healthy companies. So when companies hire me, healthy employees, healthy company, healthy bottom line, because my work with them results in improved productivity. When people feel good about themselves and they feel healthy and they feel valued, they just work better. They just care about their work more. Um, another thing is better concentration and focus and alertness. I helped them with sleep issues, with um, other kinds of issues that they were dealing with that we're keeping their stress levels high. It might be work level. Um, and it might be just 
their schedule and their own self-management or time management. So we dealt with a lot of that. And then fewer injuries and less human error is another one of those stats that are out there because whether it's warehouse employees or, um, you know, contractors on big jobs or those things that, um, that can be dangerous, fewer injuries when people are really focused on what they're doing and feel good about what they're doing. And then enhanced employee morale. And that's one thing that I think when everybody's moving in the same direction, like even within the home, if everybody within the home, if mom and dad and the kids are, are focused on their health and they understand the value of what they eat and and um, at least the parents leading in um, by example, it helps the morale of the entire household. Well, the same would be true for the corporate world. So more harmonious work and form environment is another one. And that's, again, because of that morale, just feeling better about life and working better as a team. Another one is higher energy level. So I think that, you know, because I get up, work out in the morning, eat well, and sleep well, all of the things that I do for myself, I'm pretty energetic. Uh, I think most people would say for my age. And, um, the other one is reduced stress, and that's, that is really such a disease these days. And we use that word a lot, and we throw it around. But there is real stress response that's interesting. We'll probably talk more about this in this month. And then reduced absenteeism, lost time and fewer sick days, obviously because kids um, are a little more healthy too if the parents are healthy. And, um, and all of these things working together keep your employees at work. And then less employee turnover. And that's another big one because if people feel valued and appreciated and feel cared for, they're not going to want to leave your company. And then lower health care costs, which I've been talking about the bottom line. So that is totally the bottom line. When we see A1C numbers coming down and blood pressure and cholesterol and people getting off medications along with their doc- doctor's health, help and, you know, losing weight and, you know, just feeling better about themselves, increasing their physical fitness and all of those things, we see those healthcare costs come down. So all of these are the benefits to the employees as well as the employer's bottom line. So this month is really devoted to your self-care. So lest you think I'm just talking about corporate wellness here, it really is up to you because a lot of companies offer these amazing programs and then a lot of people aren't taking advantage of them. So ultimately, it is your responsibility and my responsibility Responsibility. You may not work for a company that cares about their employees in this way or values the health care uh, of their workers enough to act on it anyway. So you have to care about you. You show up for everyone and everything that others may need or want or expect. Um, where do you fit into the equation is my question. Is there room for you on that full plate? It may be time to make room. So I ask you, do you care about yourself enough to make the necessary lifestyle behavior changes that it takes to be well and go to work well? Well, let me give you a little lifestyle medicine prescription. So if you've got your notebook and uh, pen out like you always do, the first one is your physical self-care. And you know I'm going to say eat your vegetables. Eat your vegetables and your fruits. It fuels your immune system with healthy whole food nutrition and it can provide 
provide the strength that you need when you are fighting uh, cold and flu season or fighting worse things for your uh, to keep your health in check. The next is minimize the refined sugars, the processed foods, the artificial ingredients. Most are devoid of nutrients anyway, and they deplete that immune system that you need to keep strong. And then drink plenty of water. Avoid soft drinks, alcohol, energy drinks, and then build a minimum, and I say minimum, of 30 minutes of concentrated fitness into your daily routine for improved health and mental, emotional well-being. Yes, I said physical, mental, and emotional well-being. And then sleep. Seven to nine hours is the new recommendation. It used to be six to eight, but seven to nine because we are so stressful and we do need that nightly reboot. I'm going to talk a little more about um, sleep in um, the coming days probably. Um, but also I offer a sleep success webinar and then, you know, seven to nine hours for adult, but kids need 10 hours of sleep every night. So think about that and make sure that we're all putting up our electronics at least two hours before bed. That's another good example uh, that you can set for your kids. And then mental self-care is our next um, step here in the self-care journey. And I would say manage your stress level. More coming on this, like I said, in the coming days. But you've got to know where you're starting. Like Kind of like watching your fuel gauge, I guess. If you're driving your car and you know you're running on empty, you've got to do something about it. So that's what I'm talking about there. And then step away from your desk. Learning how to take care of yourself might be just standing up every hour, walking around the house, going out on your front porch or back deck and just get some fresh air for a moment. I teach some simple um, crazy exercises and I just call them fun fitness, F-U-N, and um, stretch to the four corners of your room. Do it four times a day. You know, make yourself a goal, set an alarm or whatever you need to. Another one is a mini mental vacation. I've taught you about this before. And that just means close your eyes and take a trip to the beach or the mountains or, you know, a hike in the woods. Just remember something or some amazing place that you've been and just close your eyes and go there um, because you can see it. You can remember it. I can close my eyes and see the redwoods um, in California right now in my head or the ocean. So the other one is kind of in conjunction with that, and that's to practice my one, 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 one. And I've told you about this before. You should know to take one minute every hour and just make it your own, whatever that means to you. Just some deep breathing for the hour. I'm sorry, for the minute, every hour. And then one hour every day. Everybody can take a lunch hour. There's nothing wrong with that. And then one day every week. Sunday is my sabbatical. I turn things off. I just step away, you know, my Sabbath day, and just enjoy the day and what the day brings and not be focused on uh, the harder part is Sunday night thinking about Monday morning and the things that are on my schedule. But I struggle with it just like anybody. And then the last one is one week a year. So one minute every hour, one hour every day, one day every week, one week every year. The other one is smile at yourself and others. Hug yourself. If you need a good hug and there's nobody around, just reach, 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 reach to the right and the left. Wrap your arms around yourself. Give yourself a big hug. And while you're at it, pat yourself on the back. The other one is just to comfort and calm yourself with words of affirmations, self-compassion, empathy towards yourself. And while you're at it, maybe offer some of that to others. Others. 
And then lastly in that category is just create a gratitude journal. It's pretty easy to do. Just any old notebook will do. And then I say add three things to it every night. I hope you're doing, you're writing some of these things down and maybe you'll do those. The last category is emotional care. And that's work well at connecting. Because we do need each other, our mates, kids, grandkids, friends, church, neighbors. You know, connect with those. Be social. Don't do life alone. We need each other. Um, choose some hiking clubs or book clubs or even apps like Strava can help you to connect with other people that are like-minded, moving in a direction that you want to move. And then learn a new skill. And maybe that skill could be something that supports your job. I do that on a regular basis. I've got so many more certifications because of that. Because, um, you know, maybe that you can become more connected to your job that way. And maybe you won't hate it so much or don't, not like it. Maybe you don't hate it. Um, maybe you become better at doing your job and maybe even start to love your job. Maybe get a raise or a promotion. So those are some good steps, right? And the last one is to reach out for help wherever and whenever help is needed. Set up an appointment, discuss the challenges, set goals, create steps to live long and strong. I'm here for you and all of our listeners. So go to work well and you will do your work well. So all of my budgeting and advertising dollars have been spent on this podcast over the last year, and it has been amazing. I have counted the many, many ways and the many uh, messages that I've gotten from all of my listeners, and I so appreciate it. So I'm counting on the fact that my weekly messages have been um, beneficial to you, your life, your health, and your well-being in some way. And if you've found them to be beneficial, I ask you to reach out with a card or a letter or an email um, and let us know. Uh, I would really appreciate that. And our Whole Food Health Coach Facebook page is one that you can visit. Um, we recommend um, maybe recommending us on LinkedIn might be another way that you could bless us. We have nearly 20,000 downloads just on Business Radio X alone. So uh, Spotify and iTunes not included and all the other um, podcast channels. And you can also vote for us on Best of Gwinnett. We've been nominated in two areas this year. Um, this would be our sixth year for a win in endocrinology, diabetes, and metabolism practices. And for the first year, we've actually been nominated in counseling, addiction, and mental health. So I hope that you'll go there and, um, and vote for us. But also just know we love our clients. We work hard on our partnership with you. We are the coach in your corner. So you've been listening to Work Well with Stephanie Wolf, brought to you by the Whole Food Health Coach, where we make your goals our goals, and you're never alone on your wellness journey. For information about those corporate wellness programs that I told you about today, virtual classes or our individual coaching programs, just go to wholefoodhealthcoach.com. Our coaching is available virtually anywhere in the country. I'm Stephanie Wolf, wishing you well personally and professionally. See you next week live or on your favorite podcast channel. Until then, choose life.